0: As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. So much to talk about on today's edition of Your Financial Mission. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Janine Theus, the CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors, your financial commander here on the program, serving you throughout Columbia and Howard County. And you can find Janine online at TheusWealthAdvisors.com. She'll give you the straight skinny on your financial plan. And speaking of straight skinny, we're going to talk about your questions all on today's show. It's an all mailbag edition of the podcast We've got four great questions to answer on today's show, covering a couple of different topics. Janine, you uh, ready to crack open the mailbag and see what kind of great questions we've got? Yeah,
1: that sounds great. Yep. See what we got today. All
0: right. I got a couple of good ones. First one comes to us from Oscar. So let me throw Oscar's question out at you. It's a short one, but a good one. Oscar says, I recently turned 50, which means I can start contributing more money to my 401k each year. But should I?
1: Well, Oscar, what's really interesting is most people do because all of a sudden they can and or they realize that they haven't been saving enough and all of a sudden you hit 50 and realize that 60 65 is right around the corner and you better have more saved so as always the answer is it depends it depends on where else you have saved how big the account is already and you know what are your plans in terms of retirement are you retiring in 5 years 10 years 15 years And then, you know, what are your options in terms of the 401k itself? So usually I'm trying to look at the bigger picture and all the other decisions around that so that we can make the right decision for where you are. Yes, it would be good to save more. It's always good to save more. The question is, where are you saving and what is the tax consequence of where you're saving of that box that you're saving into? So if you have more than $500,000 in a 401k in this area, I'm seeing a lot of people with million, million plus, you really need to take a look at what's the strategy when you go into retirement, because your RMD is going to be pretty significant at that 70 and a half mark. So how are we going to strategize getting some of that money out? Because every qualified plan is a split interest trust with the IRS, meaning they own about 30% of it. So you adding more money to that bucket might not be in your best interest. So it really is a good idea to sit down and kind of analyze what else are you doing, where else are you saving, and what your options really are.
0: You kind of sounded like Yoda there at the beginning of that answer, Janine. That <laughs> they do because they can. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> no, there's well, got to be a Chinese proverb that you know fits right into. Well, that.
1: you know, typically it's because in your thirties, kids are coming along. Now you're spending money on the kids and the family and whatever else you're doing and lifestyle, and you realize we're not saving a lot for retirement. And all of a sudden you get to the point where, well, at 50, a lot of people are not starting to help their kids with college. So that's an issue too. Yeah, (laughs) But you've got to look at the big picture.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's a great point. I know this is, you know, not really maybe a retirees concern, but just a personal note, you know, in my early 30s now, you know, we're going to be starting a family soon here in the next, you know, year and a half or so. And so, yeah, that's something that we've got to be thinking about. We're going to have probably some college potential expenses lasting into our fifties for a while. So in our planning, we're going to have to be thinking about that kind of thing. Learning from your generation on some of the things (laughs) we can do better in preparation for that. And
1: that's right. Don't do some of the things my generation has done.
0: (laughs) Taking that lesson of, you know, don't forego the saving as you have a family still keep that as a priority. Right. All right. Great question, Oscar. Thank you for submitting that one. You are not alone in that question. It's certainly a common one. I think that a lot of people have. We've got a good one here from Helene. She says, okay, I've got several different IRAs. Wondering if I should consolidate them. I have seven current accounts.
1: Well, yes, I would recommend that. Only because I've seen where folks have multiple accounts like this. And they're doing it because they think they are diversified in doing that. Which is very interesting because when you look at the accounts and actually do an analysis, what they have is the same thing several times. And that's typical because people buy what they know. So what do we know? We listen to the news, it's talking about the Dow or the S&P 5. So that's large US growth. So typically in different portfolios, people have the same thing. So when you do that, it's called overlap or redundancy. You are actually setting yourself up for a market risk event in that if the market tanked, in that year or six months or whatever, you're going to probably get hit a lot harder than if you were truly globally diversified. So generally, I'll take a look at all seven, see where the overlap is happening and ask, why did you choose to do this? Usually they're getting a couple of different you know, opinions from people. So they've done that because they think, oh, I'm going to buy this fund or I'm going to put this fund over here. And I actually did see that one time where somebody had this fund in an IRA, a different fund in another IRA, and then you know two different funds in the third ira and they literally did have you know a huge overlap situation so generally i would not recommend that some people will say well i don't want to move the money over here because then i'll i'll have it all in the same place well guess what if you're invested in the market you're in the market you're in the same place quote unquote It's just how are you invested in the market that is important. So looking at trying to create this globally diversified, properly allocated portfolio that matches your time horizon and risk tolerance is very important. Because, you know, when the market goes down, you just don't want to get killed, especially as you're approaching retirement or in retirement. That is the last thing you want. And you want a portfolio that's going to give you the proper income stream. And in order to do that, you have to have an integrated portfolio. So, yes, I would consider consolidating them with the proper investment objective and, you know, get your investment policy statement correct.
0: It's a really good question to certainly be asking, Helene. You think about it, IRAs are just wrappers. The contents of them can be the same even if you've got different wrappers around the same content. It's kind of like a burrito, You've got seven burritos, but you can have seven, you know, bean and steak burritos, or you can have a chicken one and a tofu one and a – what's the thing they do now at Chipotle? Is it sofrida or so – I don't even know what it is? Oh, what my that,
1: gosh. I don't know. I don't know
0: what it is. It's <laughs> probably, you know, a vegetarian thing. But, you know, yeah, they've got seven different meats that you can kind of fill – Those burritos with. So, I don't know if that's maybe a too simplistic way of looking at it, Janine, but I like to compare things to food every once in a while. So, there you go. (laughs) IRAs are like burritos.
1: And and that actually was a good (laughs) analogy because you're in the market. The question is, how are you in the market? So, if you've got three steak and bean burritos, you still got steak and bean burritos,
0: right? You're, 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 you in the <laughs> Chipotle. You few more ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> and for that matter, to just take the analogy even further. So, okay, you've got the same wrapper around different contents, or you've got the same wrapper around the same contents at the end of the day, the IRA is a wrapper similar to a 401k. So this question could be, okay, I've got three IRAs rather than seven, and I've got two old 401ks, and maybe I've got a 403b at my current employer. So am I diversified because I have all of these different wrappers? To go back to the burrito analogy, now, okay, it's still just a wrapper. It's just one's a wheat wrapper, one's a gluten-free one, and then one's just your traditional tortilla wrapper. Or maybe that's where you go, you've got an enchilada, a burrito, and a taco, but it's still stuffed with potentially the same stuff.
1: Right, exactly right. And now, stack on top of that, that if you have all these different qualified accounts, they're called, you're going to have different rules. Yes, all the money coming out of is taxed at the ordinary income tax rate, but there are different distribution rules for IRAs, 401k's, 403b's.
0: Oh, that's perfect. Like the uh, tacos so, come with, you know, sour cream and, you know, lettuce on the side, but you don't get that with the burrito. It's just the burrito. Yeah. Am I taking yeah. this metaphor a bit too far? <laughs> <laughs> what what would the cheese be drizzled on top? No, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do a just whole podcast ruling. on burritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's the gold. You got to have gold in your cat. That's the golden cheese, <laughs> sure. you know right (laughs) just ladle that on top all right that was fun good question helene thank you for that one sorry i may have taken it down a different rabbit hole there but maybe that analogy will be helpful to someone all right two more questions and these are somewhat related i'll still give them to you kind of one at a time here janine we're kind of living in this 401k ira world i guess on today's podcast with all these questions no wonder so many people have concerns about them they're so prevalent right Nadine says, I've heard that it's wise to roll over my 401k after leaving my job. So that's what I've always planned to do. But that account's been doing really well for the past several months. So I'm hesitant to make any changes to it. Should I just leave it alone?
1: It depends. Is it your fund that's doing well or the market that's doing well? Because if you're going to move money from a 401k, if you've left your employer and you have the ability to roll a 401k, What would be the purpose of leaving it behind if you're actually just going to move it to a market account that's probably going to be allocated similarly or better, even better? The market is doing well. So if the market's doing well, you're going to continue to do well. So a lot of people think that because they think that moving the money, somehow they're going to lose something. And typically that's not the case. You have to consider why leaving money in an old 401k is advantageous to you. And generally speaking, it's not because most 401ks lack the ability to do integrated portfolios. That's changing somewhat. But, you know, if you have too many statements that you're trying to follow, most people just don't want to do this after a while. So they will lose track or lose interest. You know, consolidate to the new 401k or move to an IRA so you have some flexibility in how you do distributions. Generally, I would recommend not leaving it with an old employer.
0: Good question, though, Natalie, to kind of go down that road. Just because it's doing well doesn't mean it won't continue to do well in another vehicle.
1: That's right. Exactly right. I mean, if you're in the market, you're in the market. The question is, how efficiently are you in the market? And typically, there are a lot of fees built into 401ks that folks do not see. So if I can be more efficient in an IRA, then why wouldn't I do that?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Why wouldn't you do that?
0: Yeah, that's another really good point, I think. Great question there, Nadine, as well. And along those same lines, we have one more here from Valerie. Valerie says, a friend of mine said I should investigate doing a self-directed IRA. One question, though. What is that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's where you would pick the fund choices or stock and bond choices to go into the IRA. And in a self-directed IRA, you can also invest in gold. not recommended real estate also not recommended you become the director of that portfolio strategy most people do not want to go down that road and many people who do i mean some are successful but you know there's a plethora of investment opportunities that will get you into trouble and then when the market switches or that industry switches or that sector switches you are end up chasing the return instead of just building a strategy that captures the return and controlling your behavior for most people who get talked into self directed iras it's not generally a good outcome and the interesting thing is and this is just a tax play a lot of people think they need to buy individual stocks and bonds you know a lot of people think they can pick stocks when the data shows otherwise but if you're picking stocks and you're going to follow the cardinal rule of buy low sell high then I wanna be in a a wrapper, if you will, that allows me to take the tax benefit of capital gains. So if I buy my stock at 100 and then I sell it at 200, I have $100 of capital gains. You cannot do that in an IRA because everything that comes out of an IRA as a distribution is taxed at the ordinary income rate. Hmm. So it doesn't do you any good from a tax perspective or a tax loss harvesting perspective to do individual holdings like that in an IRA. And that's what a lot of people think they can do in a self-directed IRA. So you have to be very careful what are you trying to get to. If you don't know what it is, you probably shouldn't do it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you don't understand it. <laughs> so now some folks do have an option called the personal choice retirement account option, PCRA, Forget what else it's called, but in a big 401k plan, many 401k plans offer you the option of doing what's called self directed. Actually, we work with a third party. We can actually help you manage that so that you don't have to worry about it. And I have several clients that do that. We can actually do an integrated portfolio that is broadly diversified and properly allocated, and then it rebalances so you don't have to think about it. And it's actually cheaper than trying to pick and choose funds in the normal 401k. So those options are out there, but you just have to understand what it is you're trying to accomplish.
0: And it's like that with so many things in the financial landscape as well. Know what you're doing, understand it, and if you don't have an advisor who's alongside you helping you understand the things in your portfolio, it's something that you should have. There's a lot of value in that. And I think so many people overlook that. If you're looking for some of those red flags, hey, do I have any red flags about my financial plan? I'll tell you one obvious one. And that's if you look in your portfolio and you don't really know what's going on. You don't know what the mutual fund that you're invested in is actually made up of. You don't understand you know, why or can't remember how you got into a particular investment or stock or annuity or whatever kind of investment it is. If you don't remember the reasons behind it, you don't remember the why, and you're not working with somebody who can remind you of the why, you should be able to evaluate those things. You should be able to answer those questions. This is why we're invested in X, Y, and Z. We're not just throwing you know darts at a chalkboard. I don't think anybody does that. Throwing darts at a dartboard would <laughs> be the correct.
1: <laughs> that's exactly right. <laughs> I mean, and that's a great point because there are a lot of products out there. A lot of people do get sold a product and then they don't understand fully why they purchased it. And if it doesn't fit in the bigger plan, then you're not as likely to be successful in that strategy. So you don't have to understand exactly how the watch works, but you want to know that it works. And conceptually, it's easy to learn those things or have the overall strategy and plan is a concept that you can easily keep track of. So that's why working with somebody who actually does this can help guide you towards solutions that are better for you. So that actually, you probably hadn't thought
0: about. Actually, my analogy was perfect then. Yeah, a lot of investments are like throwing a dart at a chalkboard. It's not appropriate for the situation. Don't do it. You need to be throwing it at a dartboard like a normal person. You know, don't be yeah, the, exactly. Don't be the weirdo throwing darts at a chalkboard. So it applies. Lots of fun analogies today. Chalkboards and darts and burritos and all sorts of and burritos, stuff. burritos, yeah. <laughs> Well, that was fun. I love answering listener questions, Janine. They're the most fun because we get to cover a lot of different topics and we get to kind of see what's going on in the heads and minds. of folks and some of the real problems that People are dealing with, and we kind of get into the nitty and gritty here, which is great. Thanks for the guidance, and we'll look forward to another great podcast with you soon.
1: Okay, thanks so much, Walter. Talk to you soon.
0: A quick reminder if you've got questions for Janine about your financial plan or your situation, a couple of different ways you can get in touch. You can call 443 718 6311, 443 718 6311. Go online to Theus That's another option for you. That's spelled The U.S. That's Theus, The U.S wealthadvisors.com. Janine spent 21 years as a naval intelligence officer now helps you kind of understand the straight skinny on your financial plan, just like she used to do in the military. There's also a great tool that's online. I haven't mentioned it in a couple of podcasts, I don't think, so if this is your first time tuning in, there's a retirement rescue toolkit that Janine has on her website. You go to theiswealthadvisors.com. You'll see it right there. Now, this is a physical box that Janine will send you. It's packed with lots of good stuff, including a book, audio CD, a DVD, multiple reports on important financial planning topics, some other goodies in there as well. And she'll give this to you for free if you go to TheusWealthAdvisors.com. It's a great starting point. If you are kind of beginning that retirement planning process and want to learn some of the essentials and want to learn more about Janine and the way that she likes to approach this very, very important topic, you can get that again online. Just go to theaswealthadvisors.com and you'll see where you can get that toolkit right there on the homepage. Thanks so much for joining us on today's podcast. We'll talk to you next time on Your Financial Mission.